0: engaging in a faith exploration series and I think the best way to sum it up is that you have no idea what's gonna happen from Sunday to Sunday and sometimes even when you have a plan, even when we have a plan, it may shift a little bit because that just happens. Um, Last week, Pam Farrell was with us, she's a storyteller and she told the uh, Pentecost story and she engaged us really in the spiritual practice of storytelling so faith exploration is linked to worship and spiritual practices and last week that practice was storytelling and this week we're going to engage in the practice of spirit mapping but we'll get to that in a little bit but first a story and this is a story that was picked out by robert this You know, one of the fun things about inviting people to create worship is you have no idea who's going to step forward. And Robert stepped forward uh, with an idea. He's like, you know, I have this book. And this book reminds me of this anthem. And this speaks to me of a life of faith and life in general. And Robert's going to share a little bit. But first, I'm going to read this story. It's called Because and it's by Amber Wren. If anybody wants to come forward to look at the pictures, you can, they will also be on your screen, one page at a time. It's a big book. All right, Because. Because a man named Ludwig wrote beautiful music, a man named Franz was inspired to create his own. Because many years later, people wanted to hear Franz's beautiful music, they formed an orchestra. Because a man had practiced since he was a kid, he was asked to join. Because a woman studied night and day, she too was asked to play. Because many others loved and practiced their instruments, there were enough musicians. Because someone created a poster about Franz's music, tickets were sold. Because the train conductor stopped the train at the Grand Concert Hall, the orchestra conductor arrived. Because the orchestra librarian had copies of the score, the orchestra rehearsed. Because workers checked the lights and the seats and swept the floors, the Grand Hall was ready. Because the time had come, the ushers opened the doors. Because someone's uncle caught a cold, someone's aunt had an extra ticket for someone special. Because the usher helped the aunt and her special guest, they found their seat. Because everyone was there to hear beautiful music, it was quiet. This is just a picture of the orchestra. And then the quiet turns to sound in this picture and the next. In row C, seat 14, sat the girl with the uncle's ticket. She heard the beautiful music written by the man named Franz, and it changed her. The girl was changed. From that moment on, the girl learned everything she could about music. Soon, she started to write music, too, because, like Franz, the young woman had something to share. Over time, the woman became very good, because she worked very hard. One night, her music was discovered, because she was also very lucky. Then she was invited to perform her music at the Grand Concert Hall, because so many people wanted to hear it. Her composition was dedicated to the uncle in row C, seat 14, because it was his ticket that brought her here. And that night, someone else was changed. That is how it happens. The second connection to this piece and to our theme of spirit mapping is an anthem that the choir is going to sing. I think that's next, right? special thank you to our choir for their ministry. This is their last anthem uh, for the summer. We might see folks in ensembles, but um, for now, choir, thank you. Thank you, what a beautiful piece to leave us with for the summer.
1: So, a little bit of, can you hear me?
0: Can you hear? There we go. Yeah, there
1: you are. (laughs) So a little bit of background for me about this. I'm not sure if Sarah even remembers this, but around the time that we were looking for a new music director before we found Sam, um, she, at a meeting with me and her and Amelia, had asked us if we had any bucket list items with work and worship that we hadn't gotten a chance to do yet. And I said that I had always wanted to do um, some sort of, worship service where the music kind of inspired the the rest of the message, because we so often work in the opposite direction, where, you know, we take a scripture reading or a message that one of the pastors is going to preach on, and and we come up with music that we think might fit it. So um, I got this book when my daughter was born from one of my best friends in my hometown, Um, and it immediately made me start thinking about this Robert Frost poem, and this musical setting of it that I've always really, really liked. Um, and I kind of, I guess the other part of this was that I'm, I'm somewhat opinionated about how that piece should go, and once I got to know Sam a little bit, I kind of thought that it would be a good fit to do with him, so felt like the stars were aligning to make this thing happen. Um, but it, it might, I was kind of thinking about it, you know, hearing the book with fresh ears just now, might seem a little bit weird to put those two things together, but to me, both the poem and the story are about finding meaning in events that happen in your life. And, you know, Robert Frost kind of highlights the fact that we construct meaning after the events unfold. So I chose the road less traveled by, and that has made all of the difference. Um, So it's sort of an active process to interpret the events of your life, And, you know, sometimes that means making negatives into positives, or if you don't really find the meaning, you can sort of wallow in the negatives. But, you know, it it could go something like, um, oh, it looks like my friend isn't going to overcome their battle with addiction, but that's made me more aware of my own addictive tendencies and protected me from going down the same road. Or... I lost a child or I lost a relationship with the child, but it's made me closer to the children that I have left around me. Um, so to me, I kind of think of that as like a faith practice, and it, it requires taking the leap of faith that um, your internal fortitude or God or spirit or life doesn't give you challenges that you can't make sense of, and figure out how to persevere through, um, and so we have faith that God or spirit or life and love of each other kind of gives us the strength to manifest the narrative that we want to choose for our life, so if if you're choosing to interpret events in your life a certain way, you kind of have to have the the belief that, okay, I can go forward with this, and I have enough Support and and um, strength to carry on with this paradigm, Um, which you know some are harder than others. But that, to me, is kind of in a nutshell the connection I saw between those two. Um, I'm not nearly as good at speaking extemporaneously, so that's all I have to say. And I'm just going to give it back to Sarah.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, that's really meaningful, and and I'm glad that you were able to share that. We weren't sure if Robert was gonna speak this morning, but in your sharing, remind me of um, Paul's letter to the community in Rome where he said, all things work together for good, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to God's purpose. That's a way of putting in, Putting meaning into events or learning something from events it doesn't mean that all things are good because they're not and we already know that but it's about what we're going to make of those moments and how we're going to interpret them and um, the other reading that came to mind before this morning was from Deuteronomy and this is part of Moses's uh, commencement speech if you will It's his farewell address. I mean, Moses led the people of Israel out of enslavement in Egypt into the wilderness toward a promised land. He himself didn't get to the promised land, but others did. And as he was preparing them for this moment, he said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life, that you and your descendants may live. So there's an interesting mix in both the story and the poem of choice and chance. It seemed like that girl at the concert, it was sort of about chance, wasn't it? And I love that someone, I mean, I don't love that someone was sick, but it shows you that it's not always a happy stance. (laughs) It's a circumstance that leads to an available ticket that leads to a changed life. And I think that both choice and chance are occasions for the Spirit's presence and action. I think that's what Paul is talking about in All Things Work Together for Good, that the Spirit will continue to be present and continue to act Deuteronomy, earlier on in that book, it says, and I couldn't resist because it starts with this word, because God is a merciful God, he will neither abandon you or destroy you. He will not forget the covenant with your ancestors that he made with them. We know that Pentecost is the story of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit where people were changed. As people of faith, that's how we spirit map events. You might not think that the spirit was at work in that little girl who ended up at the symphony and for whom something came to life within her, but why not? Why wouldn't that be? the work of the Spirit. In the spirit of Pentecost, in this spirit mapping, it's an invitation to to explore the experiences that have changed you. To explore, perhaps by choice or perhaps by chance, experience that awakens something within you. brought to birth something new. Maybe a piece of music, maybe a painting, maybe a new relationship, maybe a new perspective. I know that I remember all often um, as a child playing in the woods behind my house and now because of this book, I'm thinking, and I have felt all along that the spirit was at work in those moments by myself playing in the woods, um, because I felt a release of energy and I felt a sense of adventure, an inner and enduring joy, which are all signs of the Spirit's work. Let me repeat those again, because it's an energy that's released, a sense of adventure, inner and enduring joy, not just a momentary pleasure. Something that you can go back to again and again and again. And so when I think of that area now, now I think about the town council that decided to make that green space and that said no one can touch this property. And then I think about the people who built the home where my parents and I lived that the backyard sort of butted up against that open space. And then I think about all the other spaces that are filled with things that makes that space even more special. And because it was so close and because I could run freely as a child, I did. And because the leaves moved just so, I could hear the cloud of witnesses cheering me on. So what are your experiences that you can return to again and again and again that fill you with an energy of life? Is it the experience of the drumline championship when the microphone was in your hand? Was it the recording of that performance that you captured on film and edited? Was it that novel that you wrote, that mystery? Where did that come from? The garden you envisioned and dug up and the path that you created? What are those moments in your life that changed you and that brought forth new life in you? Where were you? Who was involved? What was the gift? that endured. These are the invitations for this and all the rainy days that are to come, where you can be still and savor, where you can remember and reconnect, because I think that's the choice of life. Choose life. And on this Communion Sunday, I wonder about the last time the disciples gathered, because it was the Feast of Passover. They left their homes to go to Jerusalem. Because a space was procured, people knew where to go. Because this was a special night, someone prepared a meal. Because their ancestors practiced and passed down the ritual, someone made sure there was bread and wine because there was a felt sense that this moment was different, that something different was unfolding, it was quiet. Because Jesus took the bread and passed it, and because Jesus took the cup and shared it, they were changed. From that moment on, their lives were connected to his life and to the one he called Father. Because the ritual fed them and demonstrated what it means, what it looks like, sounds like, even tastes like, to choose life, we continue to share and practice that sacred ritual. And because Robert had an idea, a worship service was created. And because Gina created the AV slides, our AV team has what they needed for the monitors and for the sound. And because our ushers handed you a bulletin, you can see the service. And because we're more than just worship on Sunday mornings, there are other events in the bulletin. And because our campus is used by many, Randy cut the lawn because John was on vacation. (laughs) And because our choir is here, we have beautiful music. And because Colleen and Addie are here, our young people have a space to color and to play. And because our communion team has prepared a space and made sure there is bread and juice, and because you all have gathered, we can sing our way to the table. Maybe we'll be changed. I certainly hope so because that would be the work of the Spirit. So let's sing our way and see what the Spirit will do.
1: Let us rise in spirit and sing number 112 in the sing hymnal Come to the Table of Grace.
0: Join together in a time of blessing, I want to remind you that we bless with words, we bless with presence, and we bless with gesture. So you're welcome to join in a gesture of blessing, perhaps um, allowing energy to come from you to toward this table or whatever table you're gathered around uh, this day and to join together in the words as they're printed in the bulletin or as they appear on your screen. Loving God, thank you for inviting us to your table. Help us to see in the breaking of the bread, your healing love. Help us to know in the pouring of the cup, your tender mercy. May all who receive from this table live with integrity, serve with humility, and love generously. and the pouring of the cup. The one who went to the broken places and asked that we remember, and the one whose life was poured out in love, that we too may live, invites us to partake from this table.